Live from the Bud Light Studios in Austin, Texas. This is the Sunday Sportsman on Sports Talk, AM 1300, The Zone. Presented by Callahan's General Store. We're only talking to the best guides around. Friends are coming over tonight. Because that's how we do it in Texas. Well, y'all better watch out because we're going to go down there and get a hold of them. This is the Sunday Sportsman on Sports Talk, AM 1300 The Zone. Hosted by Central Texas fishing legend Ken Milam. Listen to the great outdoors. This is Sunday Sportsman. While in the great outdoors. Well, yeah. Great outdoors is yesterday, Sunday Sportsman Day. You can catch the great outdoors on podcast, by the way. Yep. And they wanted to listen to a horse score in the 7 o'clock hour. Just wanted to see what they, what they want to they wanna use time protein feeders for. <laughs> Good morning, Eric. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Good. Good morning, family. Well, I hope everybody's wide awake and uh, ready to get going we will have a great show today you know we visited with horse gore yesterday and <laughs> i mean you just had was, too much information i know well just had to we didn't get to talk about the time protein feeders you know we just mentioned it that's basically all we did and you don't just mention a couple things we oh, still need to talk to them don't we yeah a horse is just too too good a uh a guest what I want to say, a vessel of knowledge about white-tailed deer. Well, turkey and everything else, but but uh, he's very good. And, you know, a lot of my friends are saying, Ken, we can't afford to feed protein year-round. Um, and our feeders, uh, all they've got are gravity-feed feeders. Well, uh, when you mean protein, what do you mean by that? Protein, you know, some, you want to feed them 17%. What kind of protein? Vegetable protein? It's vegetable protein. Okay. It's basically made out of alfalfa, or it's made out of uh, cottonseed. And it's the same thing they feed cattle or goats, basically. It's just a little bit different uh, recipe, but basically the same. And uh, it just makes them grow bigger horns. So they're saying, you know, we, we go in one day. Fill feeders, and we're not back for a month. We get there a month later, and feeders are empty. Yeah. They were probably empty about three days after you left, those protein feeders, especially in the summertime when it's hot and dry and and uh, there's not, not a whole lot out there for them to eat. So, uh, yeah. So instead of using gravity feed feeders, 
unless you got a thousand or two thousand pound feeders you should go to a time timed feeder if you got you know that kind of money to buy those big feeders and fill them up good for you use them if you're just out there like me and you're working for a living and you love the go hunting and you love your deer and you want to see big bucks go check out well go to magnum trailers check out an all-season feeder asf timed thousand pound protein feeder they're pretty reasonable yeah they're five six seven hundred dollars you can time them up to 12 times to feed a day you can feed them you can set them to feed at night you can set them to feed you know anytime or you can set them to feed at you know daylight dark of course then you can set them to feed at maybe 10 and 2 and you know you set your deer on their on your routine you get your deer going so you can be in the blind okay i know that protein feeder is going to go off at 10 o'clock so i need to stay here at least till 11 o'clock because that deer knows that that protein's feeder right. going off at 10 o'clock right and you need to be setting your protein feeders up right now get them started on a routine and by seasoned end of this year they will be set, and they will be wait- They will be sitting there waiting on that protein feeder to How go How do you keep off. the other critters away, like the goats and all that? Well, you build fences around them, ah. uh, feed pens. And uh, these here, what, how, what it, how it works is it's got a spinner inside a kind of a drum. It falls down into two troughs on either side, and it works great. Somebody just texted me to see what they're doing. <laughs> We're getting a request from for music. Oh, are we now? Black Eyed Peas. Oh, he's telling me we need to feed Black Eyed Peas. Oh. And he is right. Black Eyed Peas is a good protein. Uh, any kind of pea is a good protein. Also, we'll be talking some food plots. I'm going to have Steve Scott on the show. Steve Scott is the owner of Whitetail Institute, and we may have him on. Not, I don't know if we'll have him on this next weekend, but the following weekend. On the phone or in studio? Saturday. No, he won't. Oh, he lives in Georgia. Or something. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, it'll be on by phone but he will be you know talking to us and uh we'll get there you know he owns whitetail institute and they do have some great products great seed seed mixes so we'll visit with him and i'll let y'all know just listen to the uh promos uh and that we run all week long talk about the shows i'll let you know when we have steve scott on also, we will have Greg Stuns, and I'm looking forward to this one. Greg Stuns will be on with us February 9th. I need to get a calendar in here. February 9th is... We need to get some new calendars. Yeah. I'll have to get Holt to Magnum and get some new calendars in here. Uh, but uh, February 9th, I think that's a Saturday. Maybe the second Saturday. Uh, we're going to have Greg Stunn's on, 
and Greg has he's got so much to tell us about. Uh, he wants to talk about February 9th is a Saturday. Yeah, it is. Uh, he wants to talk about. <laughs> he wants to talk about uh, what's happening with the snapper. Uh, we have the mo- the Modern Fish Act that the, that President Trump signed in to make sure that us recreational saltwater fishermen are taken care of, not the guy that's out there with the big huge ship that's out there catching thousands of pounds of snapper tons tons yeah tons uh but this is for recreational fishermen he's taking care of us so that's a great thing and uh then we also have andy myers andy is you know with the uh save decker lake coalition and we need to get him in he sent me a new a, a deal that texas parks and wildlife is Andy, that's too much. That is just way too much uh, lawyer lingo in there for me to figure that one out. But it's a, we're going to have an extra season. Uh, It's not an extra season. It's during the season, but you possibly can take four does, four more does. I just got to get Andy in here. Maybe horse, we might ask horse about it, but it's for region seven. And they're going to have some, they're going to vote on it the next week or so. It'll be in Bastrop and another town. I don't have my notes in front of me, but we need to get Andy Myers in here. Andy, if you're listening, we may give you a holler right in front of the seven, you know, in seven o'clock hour. We may give him a holler in that first five minutes. Then we'll go with horse the rest of the hour. But anyway, already? Time flies when you're having fun, right? Go check out GoOTF.com. Find out why we need to get the Outdoor Adventures program into our high schools, into our middle schools, get our kids' butts off the couches and off of their Game Boys and games, and get them in the outdoors. We got to get out of here. We'll see y'all on the other side. Got to thank Callahan General Store family. We just getting started. Hang around. We're laughing and I'm joking and we're feeling all right. Oh, I bet. I'm nationwide. Yes, I bet. The bottom line. Chip, you brought this on, man. Weekdays 6 to 9 a.m. on Austin Sports Talk Leader. Come on. Welcome back to the Sunday Sportsman here on Sports Talk AM 1300, The Zone. Now back to the Bud Light Studios and your host, Ken Mylon. Hey, man, what's going on? Hi, what's the good word there? Good word is, do you know what the biggest lie in a fisherman's, uh, I guess, in, for a fisherman? He was this big. Oh, no, no, no. I won't go into Bass Pro and only buy one item. <laughs> 
Is that not right, Sean? No, that's uh, no. <laughs> Ain't no way you're gonna buy one item in a Bass Pro if you're a fisherman. No, and it's like you said that you know about the number one lie is could be, honey, I'll be back by eleven or twelve. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a second, is it AM or PM? Yeah, one or the other. <laughs> yeah. It's like a friend of mine yesterday posted on Facebook that his wife went to Hobby Lobby. Well, she left him alone, so he drove the Bass Pro and came back with about three fishing reels. <laughs> and not cheap ones. No, I oh, think he had, uh, the cow, uh, not the cat, Catula. Uh-huh. The Cthulhu uh-huh. Yeah, he had three of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I bet she didn't spend that much money. What do you think? I bet not. <laughs> but she might have brought in some stuff. Oh, you know, that looked good on uh, on on my... Uh, uh, I could wrap that around a back hook on my spinner bait. Yeah, well, I need to have that. That would work. We get well, you, I need some of that, dear. I'll, I'll get it off. I'll I'll get that off of you. <laughs> yeah, like Miss like Missy would say, we need to wrap a hula skirt around Magic Mike's. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. <laughs> we won't go there. No, we won't go there. <laughs> well, how how has your morning started out so far, brother? Well, we're cold. To, you know, we're on going to Belton this morning. We got a week to to pre-fish for Tough Man. The championship is the end of the month, and a week from well, no, because next Sunday we can fish an extra day for you know pre-fish right. practice for Tough Man because Monday's a holiday, right. so we get that extended it till Monday. So. A week from tomorrow, we have we got just about a week left to pre-fish. So. Okay. <clears throat> and it's going to be a little chilly this morning. You know, last week on when we spoke, I was on Travis, and it was kind of chilly that morning. And we went all the way till about noon and never had a bite. Mm, and then finally about, yeah, about 1230, we rolled up on the bank and filled the limit out real quick and we couldn't find the big fish, but you know we ended up with a limit. So that, mm-hmm. you know, anytime you can get a limit on a a body of water as big as Travis and you know, or any body of water, yep. it, it's it makes you feel good. But then when you when you don't have much to weigh, it makes you kind of yeah. think, okay, what could I have done? Well, that was you know, Texas Tournament <laughs> Zone was there yesterday. And right. Charles Whited, who we always call, you know what? In fact, we had him on yesterday. He was on his way to fish that tournament, came in fifth. And I don't know. That's all I know. And don't know how much, how many pounds or anything. But he came in fifth on uh, Lake Travis, which I'm, uh, we'll, I'll be, just listen. Uh, 6.45, I will have Don Gordon on and he'll tell us all about it. Yeah, I know, uh, you know, congratulations to Billy Ford. He's a friend of ours that, from the Belton Temple area, he won it yesterday. Oh, heck. Yeah, he had oh, just over 16 pounds, and I believe, unless it changed, I don't think it did, but I think he had big fish as well with 661. Wow, that'll work. <laughs> yeah. So, he you know, got in the money. Deals when, when we were on Travis last week, we ran into Billy out there on the water, and 
it was one of them as Gord, hey, y'all doing any good? He goes, not even a bite. And he goes, yeah. He goes, well, I think we've eliminated the river. Said he wasn't on anything. But, you know, that's one of them fishermen. Well, yeah. Stories. You don't believe any of them anything. <laughs> yeah. And, and then nah. you find out probably if you talk to him today, yeah, I won that tournament up there in the river. I, you know, I had I found a pretty good bunch of fish last weekend up there, and I, I just wasn't going to tell anybody about them. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's the way it normally happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, I guarantee you. Uh, so on Belton, Tough Man, tell them a little bit about Tough Man. Tough Man, you have four qualifying tournaments. It starts in September. You fish the first ones on Lake Waco, and they take the top 15 or top 12 or top 15 in each of the four tournaments to qualify for the championship which is the end of January and the weigh-in they hold with the boat show. And Matt and I qualified on the Belton tournament. <clears throat> so, you know, it's it's a pretty good deal. But being that the lake levels are as high as they, you know, as much rain mm-hmm, as we've mm-hmm. gotten, they've actually this year, we're not fishing two lakes. Still, you know, usually you fish one day on one lake and the next day on the other. Mm-hmm. Well, today or this year, they're doing it both on Lake Belton because Steelhouse is like 14 foot above steel. Good gosh. And there's only one ramp, you know, open. So Rick made a, a judgment deal the other day, and he's only, we're fishing Lake Belton on both days. So Saturday, we'll fish Belton until I think it's. 2.30, and then we go to the expo for weigh-in, and then on Sunday we fish till, I believe, 12, and then we go to the expo. And, I, I, you know, if I'm if, if I'm not mistaken, I think first place is like fifteen or $20,000. Yep. You know, it's a pretty good deal. So Yeah, well, that would be a pretty good chunk of change. <laughs> you, if you was to win that, you might get a double meat cheeseburger, large order fries, and a large drink. Well, if Matt and I were to win it, I hope our wives buy us a milkshake at least. <laughs> Along with that double meat cheeseburger. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, because I think <laughs> if they saw, they see the, a check like that come across their lap, they may say, huh, shopping's free. We're like, yeah, Bass yeah. Pro or Academy, not not the thrift store or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. So there you go. Uh, so what are y'all going to be chunking this morning? Well, with the warm temperatures we've had the last few days, I think I'm going to start off with a crankbait, um, you know, fish the flooded stuff because Belton's still like 11 foot above. Go ahead. And, and if that don't work, then we're going to shoot from the hip and, you know, throw some jigs off, you know, hopefully find the old second, the old bank line before it flooded. Right. Because right. I, you know, and then too, they could be up on their pre-spawn deal. Because, you know, spawning season is approaching pretty quick. And if we don't get cold, you know, everything could start off early. Once that water temperature hits about 52 degrees, it kind of gets crazy. Yeah, well, right now it's like 53, 54. Oh, heck, okay. It's getting then, close then, real close. Yeah. Well, that's like Travis last week when we were there. When we went up the river in the back of the creeks and stuff, water temp was 48, 49. Mm-hmm. But now up Main Lake part with all the marinas and all the docks and stuff and all the rocks, mm-hmm. there's parts of Travis that were 60. Wow. So 
yeah. that's just like, you know, like the FLW tour, they're facing, they kicked off their season this past week with on Rayburn. And the fo- final day is today. And they had water temp when they showed, zoomed in on a guy yesterday, the water temp was 59.9. Wow. So if we don't get any colder, you know, these little fronts that are coming through, you know, we've all lived in Texas long enough. Oh, yeah. You know, it may be 40 degrees today, but it may be 80 tomorrow. That's for sure. And I know this week they're talking highs in the 50s, and then I even think I saw on the weather this morning that come this coming Thursday, it's supposed to be like 72 degrees. He did. Uh, They were were showing some 70s for this next week. Bring it on. I'm ready for spring. Yeah, I'm ready for everything to get going again. Yes, sir. Get that cedar pollen done anyway. I'm thinking it's almost pretty much done. I think uh I don't know, it's didn't it's not bothering me like it was, you know, a few months ago or a month ago. Yeah. Ooh, it's yeah, crazy. It got crazy. Uh but you know, we got another norther coming in tonight. So this this morning might be pretty dang good fishing. It'd be nice to find something last time we were out here. Matt and I didn't even get bites, so Oh heck. You know, something's got to change from last Are you last thinking, time. are they holding on those secondary points out in, in, out in front of those creeks, or that, are they on the points in front of the creeks? I think they're on the points in front of the creeks. Okay. Trying, you know, I give it about Thinking about going in. So. Yeah, I think they're, they're on the verge of thinking about moving to the back. Okay. So if they... If, person if if he's going out fishing he probably ought to work the the points right in the front of them are the mouth of the creeks and yeah. then work those secondary points inside a little bit and if you want to go to the back and chunk something you can but probably going to be a oh, little yeah. tough back there it may be tough but i'm i think that if you do get bit in the backs i think it could be uh you know a decent fish yeah but I think right now the main thing is is if you can find a, you know, a bank that's or just find bait. Mm-hmm. If you can find balls of bait, mm-hmm. I think you're in the right area because last, you know, it's one of them. Last week on Travis, we rolled up on that bank at the end of the day, and the bait was so thick in there. You when you throw your crankbait out and you roll it back, you were having shad on your hook. No oh, heck. So we found something that. But now, you know, Cord went there yesterday yeah, and they moved. Filled a limit, but he had five fish at just barely six pounds, so he, he just caught some little swimmers. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, you know, it, that's why it's called fishing. That's it. If we caught fish every time, it wouldn't be fun. Ain't that the truth? It just, I don't know. I think <laughs> I like the kids. Oh, I think time. so. I think fishing makes people a little better. It gives it builds their patience, and it just yes. yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> so yeah, you know, like they like they said back when I was a kid, or you know, when you were a kid, you know, our Xbox and Playstations were a tackle box, a fishing pole. Yep. Nowadays it's Xbox and cell phones yep well you know with yeah ain't that the truth you know that's one thing up there that i'm pushing this go otf is to get the outdoor curriculum into our schools and yeah yeah, it's something that we've got to do we've got to get kids back in the outdoors get them back out there hunting and fishing and 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 just enjoying 
We have too great a state that has too many resources that we got to get our kids to use it. Brother, tell them how to get a hold of you. My phone number is 254-702-9218 or email me, sonyusson at hotbell.com. We appreciate it, brother. Be good. You bet. You too. <laughs> hey, folks. Here in just a minute, we'll be talking to Jerry down at Deep Sea Headquarters. That was Sean. He's up there around Belton area. How cool up there, I bet. But Jerry here in just a minute, Deep Sea Headquarters. Go check out my Facebook. He sent me a bunch of pictures of the Red Snapper yesterday. Go to Ken Milam slash nine on my Facebook. We'll see y'all in a little bit and see those. Good gosh, they're catching some big old snapper. We'll see y'all on the other side. Thank you, Callahan. Welcome back to the Sunday Sportsman here on Sports Talk AM 1300, The Zone. Now back to the Bud Light Studios and your host, Ken Mylop. Hey, man, what's going on? Hi, what's the good word there? Sail on down the line, by the half a mile or so, and I don't really want to know where you're going. Commodores is maybe once or twice. Yeah, it's Lionel Rich and the Commodores. Time okay. Time okay. Well, we got Jerry. I'm sitting there. I don't know this song. I'm sitting there. Okay, okay, okay. But it'll work. We got Jerry. He's down at Deep Sea Headquarters. He's sitting there wondering what kind of music we're playing, too. Good morning, Jerry. Where's my song? <laughs> okay, now. I know you're you're like me. So when you were guiding and everything and when you were fishing uh-huh. all the time, you always took your dog with you, didn't you? No, no. Because she'd eat the me bait. Me either. Me either. No, you don't take the, dogs with you in the boat. Did you see the video of the guy that's launching his boat with his motor home, big, expensive-looking motor home, in Tennessee, guy owns a kayak shop and something else, you know, and he, he does uh, some pro bass tournaments on the side, you right. know. Right, uh-huh. So he was going to go practice fishing. Left the dog in the motorhome, and he's, the video shows him up there at the bow of the boat, and he's getting it, uh, you know, unhooked from the trailer and everything. And the dog so puts back, it in gear. the rest of the way in. And all of a sudden you see, from the video, you see in the video, like from a, a camera at the at the lake or something across the way, you see the reverse lights come on. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it starts slowly going back and he starts to scramble. By the time he gets off the bumper, he's in waist deep water and he's trying to run. Somebody else is running. And the dog, the, the dog put the motor home in reverse and the whole thing went in the water. I've only seen one in the water. I was up on a lake, uh, uh, above, uh, San Angelo Lake, uh, E.V. Spence. And, uh, we're backing in one of my boats to fish a tournament, striper tournament. And they tell, oh, you can't la- launch here. Why not? 
look. Yeah, there's an <laughs> RV with a boat and trailer on it. And I'm sitting there, no, I don't think we can launch here. <laughs> well, if you've only seen one, you haven't spent many Fourth of Julys down here in Port Aransas. Do they put a lot of them in the water know where there? we are. We get to see the boat ramp. Oh, I've seen a lot of them. Oh, so yeah. The RV, RV tow trucks just hang out and wait. And screaming goes on and, and finger pointing. And a lot of cussing. Did you not set the parking brake? Are you supposed to be? What did you? Did I? You went. Oh man! And we just sit here and calmly and drink a cold Dr Pepper and watch him try to get that truck and trailer <laughs> out of the water. Uh what? What you need? You anyway, know. folks, dogs are great, but don't let them drive your motor. <laughs> no, don't let them back the boats in. Oh, also, <laughs> if you're a divorce attorney and and you need a job. Go to your local boat ramp at your oh state park on a holiday weekend in the summertime. Not now, summertime. Let it be hot and nasty. So yeah, holiday they, weekend. Yeah, and they've been out there all day, and the guys That's are great. sweaty and hot and about half drunk. Warren, I told you to put that trailer in. You back it straight. And then all well, of a sudden, what makes that man think that his wife can back that big old yeah, boat and truck? Never, never been in a boat, you know. Yeah. Truck, but down that long old ramp when the when the lake's real low, you know, and he's going to stand back there and get the boat off. No, just back it up. Let her sit there in the AC. You back it up. Yeah. You get out. You unhook everything. That's right. You back it the rest of the way. In. You get it off. You park. You launch it. You park it. You come back and move the truck. You take a yeah. rope and you put Any it on the bow of the boat. You right. tie it to the eye of the boat. You tie it on the back of your trailer. You back right. off, float the boat off your trailer, then you walk back there. You pull up a little bit because you got about a hundred foot of rope on on it. You pull up a little bit. You reach out there, grab the you know, pull your trailer out of the water. You grab the boat, pull the trailer, the boat up to the bank, crawl into the boat, untie your rope. Then you pull over somewhere, park the boat. Then you park your your truck and then both y'all get in the water there's no cussing there's no lawyers and the day will start out a lot better and i mean no offense <laughs> to you lovely wives and women because there's some of y'all that can do it oh yeah my wife my wife can well, back a lot better than i can now, my daughter my daughter used to make those boys at school so mad because well we'd have a livestock uh um, um <laughs> you know we, when we do livestock uh, when we'd have a show, right. they couldn't back that trailer, and she'd tell them, she'd tell them, get out. She'd whip <laughs> it in there. She grew up doing it all her life. Right. You know? Right. Yep. Anyway, did you get my picture? I already got them posted on Facebook. Snapper yesterday. Those Holy are some big cow. snapper. Marvin told me yesterday, I'm going to go north, you know, because we might get a little wind later on. So I told all the customers, man, there's going to be a more variety of fish today, but the snapper might not be as big. <laughs> and they came in and started unloading fish, and I said, where in the heck did y'all go, H-E-B? I'm the biggest. Well, you said four of them go 50 pounds? I've seen forever. Yeah. That would be an uh, that would be a catch from federal waters that would yeah. make your mouth drop open. Oh, man. Yeah, that one. Stringers of four fish that 
that probably averaged 50 pounds of yeah. stinger. Yeah, they're they big were, snapper. They were I mean, nice, big, big snapper. Fish, all of them. And then some and shark. A whole, a whole, a whole. They don't have a limit on them, but if they did, that should be it. Gaff top. <laughs> okay, said, that's what that was. One yeah. hole, and he said, "We couldn't get, we, we couldn't get away from that." You know, and Marvin might stutter once in a while if he gets excited. <laughs> we couldn't get away from him. He said, "Oh my God, the gaff top! We couldn't get away from." Him. I looked at those. <laughs> and I, I kind of had told the fish cleaner I might help him last night, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't. I, I balked. <laughs> I said, "No, I gotta go. I, I gotta go." <laughs> <laughs> don't you don't want to be slimed? <laughs> I didn't. Oh my gosh, some poor deckhands. Our, <laughs> our top deckhand, our a number one deckhand, Lloyd. He got injured back in the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, some fool ran over him when he was on his bike. Oh no. Yesterday was his first day back. <laughs> he says, oh, I don't know. I'm going to have to quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That many, yeah. Said, I'm kind of tired, and I didn't, I didn't know he was going to catch a limit of red snapper, all big ones, and a thousand gaff top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the fish cleaners were through at 10 o'clock last night. Ooh, but they made money. They made money. Yeah. That's what they're here for. Yep. They made money. So I'm trying to send an eight hour this morning, but dang boy, the wind's kind of brisk here. Uh we got another norther supposed to blow in here tonight or this yeah, evening. Well, it's, it's still blowing out of the north. It's here. still blowing out of the north here, but we have another one coming tough. in. I just don't know. I don't know. But when I get off the phone here, I have to consult my my iPad. Yep. But uh, I know I've got a. I got a small group, but boy, they're interested in going. So well, we may have to. My my boys can handle mm-hmm. it. My boat can handle it. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if my customers can handle. It. Yeah, if that wind gets blowing, it can get pretty choppy out there. Yeah, it gets pretty choppy. That's why you gotta go got to go to Costa Rica, folks. Will go. Oh, <laughs> yeah. this is prime prime time. Mac Mac texted me yesterday and said, "Caught a giant dorado." And he tried. Looked like he tried to send me a picture, but it wasn't coming through. So just uh, it was too big for the picture. If he says it's a giant Dorado, it must be fifty or more. Good gosh! So I'll find out more about that today, or or hopefully I he I can get a picture through to me. Mm -hmm. But yes, they're down there having fun. He's got. He'll have a picture. He's he's coming home tomorrow. They'll send me pictures. But uh, they've been getting you know averaging. Six, seven sailfish a day. They had 10 one day. Um, have not gotten a blue marlin to the boat. I don't know what's wrong with these professional fishermen. They keep <laughs> jumping them off. <laughs> they must be big ones. Uh, those big ones are a little tough to get in when you're doing stand-up. Yeah, folks, uh, that, that's why I was fixing to say this is stand-up fishing. It's not sitting in the chair. This is you have your belly belt on you put the butt of the rod in there and you go to work it's not cane pole fishing it ain't cane pole fishing no <laughs> not cane pole i watched an old video the other day and i've seen it before but it, that cane pole fishing reminded me of it of those guys uh-huh. catching those blue fin tuna yeah i've seen that giant cane poles where they're then these are big old boys and they get them hooked they get them in a frenzy they're not even using bait they're putting yeah. the hook down there yeah things grab the hook and they're flipping them over yeah. their shoulder yeah onto the boat 
and and they've got guys back there that are that are dispatching them right there. You know, they they bleed them and and get them on ice. Oh, it's a crazy. Oh, crazy I've seen thing. that. Yeah. If you can look one of those up, it's some crazy stuff. <laughs> I don't think I could have done it when I was young. No. I know I can't do it now, nor do I want. <laughs> oh, you, did you see that uh, three million dollar? Blue tuna or, or the tuna? Yeah, yeah. That was the that was the big fish sold at the uh, the New Year's Day auction. They have a New Year's Day auction every year there in in China to start uh, Japan. Uh-huh. Japan? No, yeah, it was Japan to start the New Year off right. You know, uh, good luck and everything. And that guy from the restaurant chain paid three million dollars for one fish. Yep, folks. If you want to go to Port A, catch you a bunch of big red snapper. Catch you a thousand plus gaff top. This is the place to go. <laughs> if you want to go to Costa Rica and go catch you a bunch of big self or big sailfish, or maybe some uh, dorado and maybe a marlin. Yeah, those or two. are Pacific sailfish. Pacific sailfish, and they they average about a hundred pounds. Yeah. So this is who Jerry's going to tell you how to get a hold of him. He's playing the, he's playing the island music for you now. Island music. We need some island weather. Is what we need, boy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hey, we're down here in Port Aransas, uh, deep, Captain Kelly's Deep Sea Headquarters. Get off the ferry. We're the first place on the left. Almost brand new gray building, big red pirate ship. Give me a call. I'm Jerry. My number's 361-749-5597, and we will go fishing. No, no, you go catching. Catching, yeah. fishing. If, if I'm there, it's the same thing. Okay, I understand. Appreciate it, Jerry. <laughs> You bet. Thank y'all. Hey, family. We'll see y'all on the other side. We got to thank Callahan General Store and thank each and every one of you for getting up this morning. See you on the other side. Welcome back to the Sunday Sportsman here on Sports Talk AM 1300, The Zone. Now back to the Bud Light Studios and your host, Ken Mylop. Hey, man, what's going on? Hi, what's the good word there? Good word is, well, some guys made some money yesterday, but why did all the money have to go to Belton Ford? We got Don Gordon on the phone, by the way, folks. Good morning, Don. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing good. <laughs> quite, a, quite a turnout yesterday at TTV on Lake Travis. How many? 193 teams. Wow. Yeah. 193 teams. And, you know, wow. and the, the weather was pretty much iffy. Windy. Yeah. Cold. But, uh, yeah, 193 teams. And, uh. 
First place is Billy Ford, William Lynch. They had 16.93 pounds. Biggest fish was six uh, something. 661. Yeah. They got big bass also. Yep. So they so made a chunk of change. <laughs> I'll say. <laughs> How about 11,900 and yeah. oh, more than that? Yeah, a chunk of change. <laughs> Over $12,000 for yeah. first place. Gosh. Wow. Yeah. Charles White had came in fifth. He got fifth and uh, won 1750. That ain't uh, nothing to sneeze at. No, sir. I'll take it. Heck yeah. And Don fact, says he probably just, use it. <laughs> yeah, like say, Don says he could use anything right now because his boat's broke. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> got it. Got it. At, the trailers at Magnum Trailers getting worked on. The boat. The boats. It's where's the boat? The boat's on the trailer, but the oh, okay. getting turned at at Nettles, and uh, Jared's building my lower unit at Performance uh, Gear Case. Okay, there you go. So. So. You'll be you'll be back on the water in a week or so. Yeah, about a week, I think. Yeah, and then you'll have a bank note. <laughs> I already, <laughs> already got that. I know. <laughs> uh, that's what, you know the two ha- see the two happiest days of a fisherman. The day he bought I, the boat. I just I can't go there. <laughs> I know. I, I'm unhappy when I don't have a boat. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, the day he bought the boat and the day he sails the boat. Uh-uh. <laughs> Doesn't boat stand for bust out another thousand? Bust out a thousand? Is that what boat stands for? Bust out a thousand. The day he buys it and the day he fixes it, it's yeah. two happiest days. So yeah. there. <laughs> there you go. And Don's in the, in the fixing it right now stage. That's correct. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> it'll be ready for this season real soon. So, so uh, yeah, he'll you'll be back on the water and back to fishing, and all of that kind of good stuff before long. Well, hopefully, I get it back in time for uh, Blue Line next week on Travis. So. I'm fishing it no matter what, so we'll be out there on uh, Lake Travis with Blue Line Bass Club next okay. week. Okay, so there's a, probably a bunch of them pre-fishing that that tournament this uh, yesterday. And well, yeah, uh, oh, heck yeah. <laughs> so Tony, uh, uh, Shane Logan is in Blue Line, and uh, he and Tony Ferdinando got uh, seventh place. They won twelve fifty yesterday. Right. Wow. So yeah, there's. Quite a few of the guys that fish TTZ. Were the fish deep? Or where'd they catch them? I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't find them <laughs> Don, a week before. Said, I wasn't there. <laughs> no, uh, we fish shallow, and uh, we've been finding the most active fish are shallow, but they're far, they're real scattered. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were throwing active baits, and uh, I talked to. Uh, uh, Mickey Sanders, Mickey won the little jackpot tournament last week and they cut all layers on soft plastics and they had a seven and a half last week. Good guy. There's, Good there's guy. a few big, big fish getting caught. Uh, all the top leaders, they all had a good kicker fish. Were they catching them secondary points or on the bluffs or where do you know? 
what we did, we went main lake points and go in just a little ways into cuts. The uh, It seems like the shed has pulled out from the backs of the creeks. Yep. They were all, all the way back, but uh, I think this cold weather and uh, that cold rain. Yep. Uh, we found 45-degree water in the backs of creek, so Good we gosh. got out of there pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah, the shad on Buchanan's tough right now. I think with the warm weather we're going to have this week, we're going to have some, uh, they're saying 70s, mid-70s by later in the week. So it'll warm everything up. That sounds good to me. Oh, heck yeah. I don't, I don't like cold. No, not really. Me or you either one. I know the, the I hadn't checked the temperature there at the house at our dock, but uh-huh. I can tell you the big blue cat are in there. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll be post, posting some pictures of some big blue cat. So You set lines out on your dock? Just rod and reel. We just fish rod and reel. Yeah. In for. <laughs> no, I don't. I just, I like to go out there and uh, it's just fish for fish for a few fish, enough for dinner. Uh, so anyway. Nothing better than fresh fish. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, you just got to go catch a mess of catfish and uh, have fun. And, uh, you know, we catch enough to fry, have, have a fish fry and that's all we catch. We don't, we don't put up a bunch in the freezer i live on the lake so i can go get fish pretty much anytime and if i don't I have fish say, wait deer meat so we're good <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm not i'm not keen on on freezing fish i like to eat it fresh that's the only way to eat fish i guarantee yep, you it's fresh that, but if you freeze it in water and put a little bit of vitamin c or squeeze a lemon in that water uh, and put that ascorbic acid in there it helps keep the fish fresh it really does, and it makes that meat taste so much better, and it just keeps it firmer. I know white bass, they ain't worth a dang f- to freeze. Striper, fish freeze good. I ain't never caught enough largemouth bass to worry about it. I, if, if we catch largemouth and we decide we're going to eat them, we eat them now. I, that's what I do, but uh, my favorite are the, are the Guadalupes. That's the best eating bass. Yeah, probably are. I don't like largemouth. Largemouth bass to me's got a woody flavor. Uh, it's kind of mealy after yeah. after eating the the little guads. Yeah, the guads got that firm. Uh, they're almost like a smallmouth. They're they're a little more muscle, a little firmer flesh, and I really like eating the the guads. Yep, uh, crappie, crappie's the best. Uh, Ooh, I do like some yeah. crappie, too. Yeah. Sacalay. Yep, Sacalay. So, but yeah. So now, folks, if you want to go and fish some area lakes and learn something, when he gets his boat back, Don will take which, you out. <laughs> which will be soon. Which will be soon. He'll get you out there, show you how to do it, catch you some fish, teach you what you need to know. And have fun on the water. Absolutely. But and you fish on Travis, 
Well, you all fish pretty Highland much lakes. all the Highland all lakes. Oh, uh, on LBJ, when I went across it at the 1431 bridge, uh -huh. they've got a big barge over the top of that, uh, that, uh, uh, the bridge, the bridge. Yeah. A big, I mean, big barge. I uh -huh. just, I just saw that big red barge up there and I'm sitting there. They're fixing to bring in a big crane. Yep. Yeah. yeah, they'll put a big big crane on there. I wonder how they're going to break it up. I don't know. I don't know. It, what I saw from the uh, first video, this big old pieces were going end over end. Yeah, three pieces of it. And that one, the biggest one, weighs over 200 tons. And it's on the Llano County side, about halfway between uh the 2900 or 9200 bridge and the railroad bridge and on the Lano County side right now they've got a great big red barge on top of it <laughs> I wonder if they're going to dredge that big old sandbar out in the middle maybe I don't know yeah. uh it would be nice. They they need to, you know, that, you can see that sandbar when the lake, when it wasn't low, you could see that sandbar real good. Well, so. they, yeah, they had uh, buoys. Mm -hmm. Yep. And there there was some debris on it. There was uh, some uh, sunken logs, stuff like that yep. on it. Yep. So, yeah, uh, you know, there's a lot of structure, a lot of different things to fish on LBJ now. Well, I'm sure it moved a lot of stuff around too, Ken. Oh yeah, it that did. Wa that water was sailing. Yep, it was. So you, uh, Eric's telling us, "Shut up." So you tell them, <laughs> tell them how to find you. Five one two seven eight four seven seven nine three. Give me a holler. Get hold of Don. Let him go take you on uh, different lakes and uh, show you how to catch fish, and then get out there and catch you a bunch of fish. Don, my brother, I appreciate it. Thank you, Ken. Be good. Hey, folks. Hey, family. We got to get out of here. We'll see y'all on the other side here in just a little bit. We got to thank Callahan's General Store. I don't know. We may get Andy Myers on here for just a short second. I'm not sure. We'll find out this next segment. We'll see what's going on here in just a minute. Stick around. number one here's number two live from the bud light studios in austin texas this is the sunday sportsman on sports talk am 1300 the zone presented by callahan's general store we're only talking to the best guides around because that's how we do it in Texas. Y'all better watch out because we're going to go down there and get a hold of them. This is the Sunday Sportsman on Sports Talk, AM 1300 The Zone, hosted by Central Texas fishing legend Ken Mylock. Girl, you taught me how to hurt real bad and cry myself to sleep. Show me how this town. 
would say that is belt bu- belt buckle polishing music at its best <laughs> what did he say yesterday he has he polished been, many a belt buckle yeah, he had dance polished halls. many a belt buckle in the different dance halls you get to meet him uh, we got eric already i mean uh john swan in here with the, we're gonna do a little part a bit uh, a bit of the b podcast here in a little while you're Another having, one. You're having the same problem I had last weekend. No, I Can't get your words right. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking, but if I think and talk, I, I, I lose it. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, we'll have uh, Eric. Yes. We'll have John <laughs> talking bees in a little bit. We can but, have Eric talking bees if he wants. It's all right. You're gonna bring a well with this podcast. We'll have a guest in. Yeah, the the podcast we're gonna record today. We will have a special guest in, and we'll be doing an interview with her. And then you did a special one. Oh, by the way, guys, hopefully by tomorrow we will have the podcast up. Hopefully, if not tomorrow, sometime this week. Um, yeah. The the intros and outros are done. The first seven episodes are done. Yep. And we'll be releasing a minimum of three, if not five, right off the bat. Yep. So that first day, there'll be multiple ones out there they can go get and listen to. Yep. Sound like a winner to me. I'm ready to get it going because uh, I'm putting up swarm hives now. I know I'm not oh, swarm traps. Swarm traps. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's all I'm going to talk about. <laughs> no freebies. No freebies. No such thing as freebies. It costs money, takes time and labor. You got to do things. Stupid bees don't build their own wooden boxes. I don't know what their problem is. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> we have Greg on the line. Got Greg on the line? Greg's yes, want, I bet you Greg's wanting to know something about LBJ. Good morning, Greg. Yes, I do. What do you want? Hey, you know, 40 years. Uh, well, I'm 52 now, uh-huh. but 40 years ago, I knew that there was a sandbar in between 1431 and and uh, and the highway that just right. got taken out. Right. Uh-huh. And I knew it, and I would fish it all the time. Oh yeah. Now yeah, it's shallow, shallow. Well, my, yeah. Yeah, it was. I, I think it was like maybe 12, 13 feet deep, mm, right in the middle. Yeah, maybe. Now nah, it's shallow. I mean, Oh, and it's very shallow. Well, it's four foot shallower than it was, but now, but I just was surprised when I was come. I was coming home from work, and I was like, "What the hell are they talking about?" I didn't know anybody even knew about that. Oh yeah. Well, now you can see it. When the lake oh, was full, wow. you can see it. That's how much sand it dumped on it. Oh my goodness. Yeah, goodness. it's it's yeah. Top yeah. of it probably three four foot deep maybe now you, really? you know it comes off and you know, as it heads out towards the lano side it falls off out there at the river channel but uh yeah it'll wow. be it'll be holding a lot of fish on that deep end i'll be darn. yep wow yeah and then so they, they haven't removed any of the debris or anything off not the, yet off the they got a big barge over the top of it i don't I just saw that yeah. yesterday, noticed uh, yeah. it out there, so I don't know what they're going to be doing to it yet. Yeah, yeah, I heard you were saying it. Huh. I don't know if they're well, going to. 1431's still there. Oh, yeah, 1431 and the railroad bridge is still there. They'll have, yeah. uh, they say they're going to have uh, twenty nine or 9,200 open back by the end of April. 
Wow. Yeah. What what money will make people do? Yeah. <laughs> we can't build a wall, bro. No, uh-uh. No, no. no. Uh, if you, we sure would like to have that bridge, and we want it a little bit bigger, and we want it a little taller. Uh, no, sir. It's going to yeah. co- we, we can do that by 20, by 20, you know, not 2021. Uh, there's yeah. an extra money in there if you, oh, we'll have that dang, we'll have that dang thing built by yeah. April. Okay, there you go. All we got to do is tell you is another million. <laughs> hey, I'll quit. Well, I want a bridge. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a lot of people. Uh, I oh, went over. Lord, I don't want to get in the pond. No, we don't. I went over the slab the other day because there was a bad, bad wreck on 281, and I had to go on down 71 and then cut across right. on the slab. I couldn't yeah. go through Marble Falls and hit 1431. Right. Oh, Lano River, folks, if you're going across the slab, Oh, on boy. the, I guess it would be the know, east side. It's deep water over there. If you're going in a little car, make sure that uh, you know. Notice uh, they had the they about half the time the bridge is closed because water's running yeah. so much, but there was probably a foot of water running over it, and there was lots of cars turning around. Pickups, we were going over there. There was a pickup in front of me and behind me and a Suburban behind that pickup. We didn't have any trouble, but there was a lot of little cars turning around. I would have, too, because there was too much water for them to, to run over that. Well, I, so I got a lift kit on my avalanche. I mean, I No, you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah. Well, it was good talking to you. Brother, I appreciate you calling. Hey. Yeah. I, I just want to check up because I know you're always over there oh, yeah. coming into town. So, but well, anyway. get up there and go fishing because uh, I got a feeling. Well, that's what I was gonna. Yeah. Do, well, you know what I'm doing. What are you gonna do? Come Tuesday, I'm heading my uh, my rear end, mm-hmm. and I'm going to South Padre Island. I tell you what, yeah. With what the back with the red snapper that Jerry the pictures that Jerry sent I me. I know. Yeah. I Twelve pounds. They're averaging four fish is averaging over fifty pounds. <laughs> yeah. I told my wife, I said, Hey, let's just go. We'll stay yeah. there for a week. And she was like, Okay. She was like, What are you gonna what are we gonna do? I go, I don't know what you're gonna do, but I'm going fishing. Well yeah. You can lay on the beach and, and freeze. <laughs> I, I, and then we can come home our way back. We can stop at Port Aransas, yeah. Billy, and everything will be fine. Everything will be good. <laughs> no, but that's what we're doing. It's going to be fun. It'll be fun. you have to let us know once you get back. I will let you know. That'll work. Take care, kid. We'll holler at you, brother. Be good. Well, here in a minute, we're going to visit with Horace Gore here in a little bit. But so um, I have found that I think the top bar is the way to go. Yeah? Yeah, pretty sure. Although, I I had a question I I was going to ask you in the podcast. But if you were raising honey, I think the top bar is more bee friendly. But if you're raising honey. 
bees to for honey, I think the Langstroth will be more producing more honey, but you make the bees a lot matter because you tear their house apart to get to it. Yeah, every single time you open it up, you're separating everything apart. So the top bar keeps them more enclosed, keeps the climate inside there and the, the light from getting in. And it just kind of helps keep them more calm when you're going through and doing it. And the, the Langstroth, when you open it, you know, you're tearing the roof off. You separate all the boxes. Um, it's just not as not as copacetic to them. <laughs> you know, on the top bar, folks, you're going to have to. I'll have to put, we're going to have to do a video, a YouTube video on top bar. So y'all can see, you can see enough. Just go put on YouTube on video, YouTube. Go to YouTube and put Top Bar Beehive up, and you'll see a lot of them. Yeah, they're long like a feeding trough. They're about four foot long. Instead of boxes that stack, it's one plane. And, uh, and most of them are 41 inches long. It takes 41 inches to make 30 Top Bars. Ken's been playing in the shop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but now New Mexico, they're completely different in what they're they're saying. Forty, You know, they're, they're doing inch and a half, not inch and three-eighths. Yeah, they're trying to make make room for in case they use it for honeycomb, they mm -hmm. can draw it out further, but it gives you more instances where they get their spacing off and you end up with cross combing. Okay. Hey, folks, we got to get out of here. We'll be talking to horse on the other side. Stick around. We're going to be talking about protein feeders, timed protein feeders, how to save you hunters, us hunters, some money on feeding them protein, but we got to feed them protein. See you all on the other side. Thank you, family. Thank you, Callahan. On the corner, out in the street, laying the ball for the plan, bring a nick of tabby feet. Rooster hits the white coat, people just got a smile. Look at bones of the face, yeah, solos for a while. Oh, boy, twang the rhythm, how on his column, too. And Willie goes into a dance, doubles on the zoo. Down on the corner, out in the street. Welcome back to the Sunday Sportsman here on Sports Talk AM 1300 The Zone. Now back to the Bud Light Studios and your host, Ken Mylov. Hey, man, what's going on? Hi, what's the good word there? Sun went down and then you fill him a jug and he'd pass it around. Mighty, mighty pleasing, pack his corn squeezing. Ooh, what lightning. What lightning. And y'all know who we got. Horse Gore. On the phone. Good morning, horse. How are you? I'm doing fine, Kenny. Well, we just didn't hey. get around. Uh huh. Hey. Old George Jones? Yes, sir. Uh, saying that while lightning? Yes, sir. I don't guess your listeners would know that George Washington had his own still in Mount Vernon <laughs> in the basement. Uh-huh. Yeah, he had his own still in the basement. Well, they probably George got George one at the White House now. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. They probably got a master distiller in there doing that. Well, 
<laughs> I think they were black. I think he had some slaves. Uh-huh. I heard he had nine slaves. You know what nine slaves would be today? That would be a washing machine. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, everything that you've got nowadays, they just. Yep. Everybody, they had somebody to do it. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah. You know. President, yeah. With, with all the feeders we've got out there, this all-season feeder, we set ours up yesterday and, and got it. Well, we set it up earlier in the week. I just went over there to check it yesterday. And those deer doesn't – well, we've always used all-season feeders. The one I we had in there was a 400-pound gravity feed, and we took it down, put the 1,000-pound the protein feeder in there that's uh, timed, got a timer on it. And yeah, yeah. I tell you what, they are just—they never missed a beat. Once we put that protein in there, it feeds. We got it set feed four times during the during the day. We're feeding just a little bit after sun sunrise. We're feeding about ten o'clock, and we feed about about one thirty or two, and then we're feeding just a little bit before dark. And I mm-hmm. and, and probably about. Eight pounds each time, maybe a little more, maybe f- feeding ten. So, but uh, they're licking it up, and they ain't no coon can get in there. No r- raccoon can get in there because of the way it's set up. They have to go up into the trough, have to go through the the, the where the spins in there where the spinner is, and it they they can't get there because the spinner's holding them back. So. <laughs> I mean, I think this thing's going to be raccoon-proof. You know, the one thing I like about a spinner-type feeder as opposed to a gravity flow, mm-hmm. uh, the deer get you, a deer can hear a spinner yes. feeder go off. Yes. Probably 300 yards away. Or more, yeah. Or more. And not only that... But when that, if you leave that timer on at the same time, all four of those times, yep. hell, that deer will be standing there waiting for the spinner to yep. go off. Yep, it'll be there off. before it goes off. And, you know, I've as, seen it so many times. Yep, we were talking about it yesterday. You know, we, to, to really get, you know, uh, tell me if I'm wrong, a really Old buck, you know, we say six and a half, seven and a half year old buck. The only time he's going to be sitting there at that feeder, if it's only going off in the daytime, is when the doe he's after is there eating. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, because he he's just a little too smart and a little too wary, and maybe he's been shot at when he was younger. Yeah, at a and feeder. I'll tell you something else, Kenny. They don't like sunshine. No, they really don't. Those little big bucks. They'd rather do it at dark. You know what I heard? Yeah. I mean, you know, I wrote a little story the other day for the magazine, and I called it, you know, like we're in the wintertime now. Uh-huh. I called it 540 and bingo. <laughs> I, I think nearly every deer that I've ever killed in the evening, I kill within five or ten minutes of 540 Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. 
You're right. Because those old those better bucks, they they'll start moving around when it gets light late enough. You yeah. know, you know how they are. Yeah, you know, and also you <laughs> you need a good a good pair of binoculars, and you need a good scope. Something. I, I, I tell you what, I've killed a few deer. In the evening when I couldn't have killed them with iron sights. Oh, yeah. I guarantee you that's right. Hey, are you still shooting that old, th- um, that old um, 30, um, what did you call it? I got, a two, I got a 280 Ackley. I had yeah. a 30 Whalen. I don't shoot the Whalen anymore. I got, I, I'm thinking I'm thinking about the Ackley. I'm thinking about the The 280 Ackley? Yeah. That Ackley, uh-huh. Which, which is which is basically a seven millimeter magnum. It's 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 a it's a seven millimeter magnum only. It's not a belted shell, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a I've got a seven millimeter Ackley magnum. Oh heck! And uh, it's it, it's a, it's. It's 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 a custom gun, of course. Oh yeah. But I'll tell you, that's a, that sucker, that sucker will shoot. It will shoot. Uh, I like it. Uh, but anyway, let's let's get back to deer. No, no, no. I got to talk. Now you got me started on something else. Uh, are you when you drive that bullet a little harder? Does it hit better? With then does it shoot closer together if you're driving it a little harder since it's actually improved? Well, this, of course, my actually improved. I've just, I, I put about 56 grains of 4350 in there, and it shoots, it shoots 139, I like 139 grain Hornet days. Mm-hmm. And it shoots them about 3,200 feet a second. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it just makes a big ragged hole at 100 yards. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I never, you know, now, a lot of rifles, uh, Kenny, I'm an old rifle shooter, and you right. are too, but yeah. a lot of rifles will shoot a lot closer when you pull that velocity down. In right. other words, right. in other words, a thirty out six, if you shoot it twenty nine fifty, it'll shoot, you know, an inch and a half, and then if you pull it down to twenty seven hundred, yeah. it'll shoot an inch. Yeah. You know, I mean it'll, it'll, yeah. a lot of them will. Right. But I like velocity. I wanna I don't care if it shoots a three inch circle. Because I want to kill them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. And you I want to put the juice to them. Yeah, yeah. I want to I wanna be, yeah, I'm, I'm a neck shooter, a head shooter. So that's where I want to yeah, hit them. And yeah. So I want to be able to pull it in there pretty tight. And I don't want to waste meat. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but, and then also, you know, it's just, I don't know. Uh, I just, like to get out there i don't like to shoot big guns all the time i bought a 223 the other day what's that little gun you got that 221 224 tth it's a six millimeter neck down to, to 224 okay and boy i tell you that's the killingest damn thing you ever saw <laughs> Here we go. We got talking uh, guns now. <laughs> but, hey, we got to get back on different. Yeah, I guess we better get back to feeders. <laughs> Me and Horace both are, are reloaders, so. Yeah. You, you, the good thing about a timer feeder, uh, like that one, it throws that feed down in the trough all uh-huh. the way around. Uh huh. You know, we were talking about this here a while back. Yeah, if an old if an old doe comes up there and fights everybody off, well, they can't fight. 
she can't fight everybody all no. the way around that trough. No, all the way around the trough. And and you know, or Bucky the one. So uh, I like it. I like that feeder because the deer will come and eat all the feed mm-hmm. if you don't put too much out. You know, if you don't put too much out, right. they'll clean it up every time. They do. Yes. And and you know, I've I've, I've walked up to those gravity feeders. The one that's got the the, the pipe sticking out, right? You know? Right. And invariably, I, every time I ever walked up to one, uh, there was a big pile of feed under under each one of those. Yep. Or the deer. A deer kick a lot of that feed out. Right. Of the and then a raccoon will get up there and he'll empty the dang thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, I you know I've had a lot of experience with with those. Uh, Spinner type with the with the trough all mm-hmm. around, you know, mm-hmm. two or three people make them. I know uh, Lamco uh, was one of the first ones I ever saw. They, they I think they invented it. I yeah. think they started it. Yeah, Lamco. Right. And then uh, two or three other people. You mentioned oh, what's your name down there? It, it uh, on eighty seven. No, all season feeders. Yeah, all, all seasons. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, anyway. Um, I've had a lot of experience with them because when I was living on the ranch down there at Gonzales, the guy from from uh, Houston that had had the lease, mm-hmm. he had about seven of those on the ranch, mm-hmm. a couple of thousand acres, but he had about seven of them. And uh, he was on the lease about six or seven years, and he ran those feeders year-round. Yep. Year-round. And I can assure you that it made a big difference. In the quality of deer on that ranch, it makes. I mean, it made it made a big difference. What it does also, instead of you know, if you go out there, you have a four hundred pound gravity feed feeder, you fill it up, you go home because you only you can only be there you know one weekend out of the month during yeah. during the off season you know not when it's not hunting yeah and, and yeah. you fill it up you go to the go home. They're empty in three days. Uh oh. Uh oh. Hang on. We're going to talk to horse. We're going to talk about, uh, uh, you know, why you should be using a time feeder instead of a gravity feeder. So, yeah. yeah. Y'all stick around. We got a lot more talking to horse. And if y'all want to jump in, 512 390 5483. Jump in here. We got to thank Callahan General Store. Family, we got to thank y'all for getting up this morning. Horse, go warm that coffee up, and we'll see you in a few minutes. Takes the wind from my sails And it looks like I've got a tiger by the tail I've got a tiger by the tail It's plain to see I won't be much when you get through with me Well, I'm a losing weight and a turning mighty pale Welcome back to the Sunday Sportsman here on Sports Talk AM 1300, The Zone. Now back to the Bud Light Studios and your host, Ken Mylon. Hey, man, what's going on? Hi, what's the good word there? I am a lineman for the county And I drive the main road Searching in the sun for an Helmet. He's got the helmet here. Glenn Campbell. I hear you 
a pretty good singer, though. Hell of a guitar picker. Uh, hell of a guitar player, yeah. When uh, Van Halen, when Jimmy Van Halen talks about him. Eddie. Eddie Van Halen, yeah. Ed, well, yeah, Eddie. I had to wire right. Uh, but when Eddie Van Halen took lessons from Glenn Campbell, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's a, well, I think maybe you were telling me about it. Or maybe so. Michael. I don't know. But I anyways. think it was probably Michael. We're talking to Horace Gore. If y'all want to jump in here, 512-390-5483. And uh, you can ask Horace whatever you want to ask him about deer or turkey. or But on protein feeders. If I don't know it, Kenny, it ain't known. Well, that's kind of the way I look at it. <laughs> You're like me. If I don't know the answer to that question, I'm going to BS my way through it, and you will never know. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, Glenn Campbell was the first guy that I ever saw play that, what I call a round back guitar. You know, it had that kind of a, yeah. kind of a round back. It wasn't flat. Right. It wasn't flat. His was, it was a round back. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Every, I don't know what they call it. I'm, oh. I'm not, but I'll tell you one thing. He ran up against a brick wall when he got to run around with Tanya Tucker. Do you remember him running around with Tanya? I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. Oh, what what did you call it? That would it? be an ovation guitar. An that ovation guitar. That guitar. Okay. That's, a, that's the factory that makes it. Okay. That's the factory. Ovation. Well, I tell you one thing, he could pick it. Oh yeah, yeah, he could play a guitar. Uh, we were talking about Eddie Van Halen. Eddie Van Halen was one of the big rocker guitar players. Yeah, and yeah, they were yeah. big buddies, and and uh, he uh, he took a lot of lessons from Glenn Campbell. You know, I understand on the grapevine that Glenn Campbell played in a whole lot of big. Even orchestras and things. I, Wouldn't surprise uh, me, man. He, 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 he's still a pretty big circle, even, yeah. even before he got on television, you know. What, uh, he Eric, worked with Frank Sinatra to the Beach Boys. He was Frank yeah, Sinatra? Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. <laughs> Everybody was, in between. Well, anyway, getting back to those feeders. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, uh, you know, the bad you part, know, a, a lot uh, of your... Uh, I talked to these, well, the high fence guys, they say we only use gravity feeders and I'm sitting there. Okay. That's because you want to raise 200 plus inch deer bucks. And, uh, and then they got plenty of money cause they built a high fence and then they got uh, breeder pins. Well, and, it, it, yeah. it, a whole lot of them has got a guy going out there checking their feeder all the time. Right. You know, it don't go empty. Like nope. like yours would. No. Nope. You know, if you go nope. out there once a month or <laughs> yeah. once every three or four weeks. <laughs> yeah. I, that's going to go empty because you know as well as I do, as soon as you fill that protein feeder, those deer hit it and they won't leave it until it's empty and it's going to be empty <laughs> in three or four days. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of times that's the case. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Unless it's yeah. been raining and there's a lot of green and there's acorns on the ground and there's a lot of the farbs and the weeds out there for yeah. them to eat on, yeah. then they'll stay off of it. But if it's dry, they're going to empty it in three days. Uh, you know, we've, made, we've talked about this before, Kenny, but 
people that want to keep, you know, maybe they maybe they don't have a great big ranch somewhere. Maybe they got a couple of hundred acres, or or might even have fifty acres out there somewhere mm-hmm. where they hunt. Right. But if they'll keep those feeders going, uh, don't cut them off right. just because the season's over. Right. If they'll keep those feeders going during the spring. Yep. You'll have the good... does will hang around those feeders, yep. and they'll have their fawns around yep. those feeders. And wherever that fawn hits the ground, that's his home yep. range. That's, yep. that's yep. where he's going to live. Hey, horse, we got a, we got Mike calling in here wanting to ask you some questions. Yeah. Can you okay, bring him Horace, up with? Uh, um, yeah, go Horace, ahead, Mike. Okay, Horace, we've had several deer on our ranch with broken horns. Oh, yeah. One of them that was a main bean. Uh, several of them that's been G2 or G3. Uh, I mean, it's just a whole lot more than we've ever seen in the past due to maybe fighting. Mm-hmm. But we're thinking, uh, especially one of them, the main bean was broke at the base. Um, and um, uh, the, uh, well, not the base, excuse me, uh, about three inches up. And what would have been the um, brow tan grew amazingly tall. But the the thing is, uh, the breaking of the horns is more this year than in the past, and I'm wondering if we're missing some particular mineral. Oh, sometimes deer, you're right about that, Some sometimes deer won't, won't get enough calcium or hard uh, phosphorus and calcium in those antlers, and, and they'll be kind of grainy. If you've ever seen an antler that was broke and look at it, sometimes they're grainy looking. And somet- I tell you, a real hard old antler, a really good, healthy antler, is kind of hard to break, especially, especially the main bean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you hardly ever see a, I hardly ever see a main beam broken off. I, I killed a deer in South Texas one time. It, I, you know, most time you won't even know the, the beam's broke if he's chasing a doe. And you shoot him and walk up to him and half the antler's gone. You don't even know it. <laughs> That's you know? ground shrinkage. <laughs> but, I, hey, that one was good enough that I took him to a taxidermist in Austin and had him, had him put that beam back on there. <laughs> Heck, <good>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, to answer your question... Sometimes it's because you've got a real wet mm-hmm. winter, a wet fall, and the wetter it is, the the they get the deer get plenty of feed, you know, plenty of protein, but it makes the grain it makes the antlers a little grainy. They're not as they're not as hard. Yep. But you just got to expect some. You got to expect some uh, breakage. Some of out there chasing. Especially points, fighting, yeah. You know, especially points. You, uh, we hunted up in uh, Tom Green County, up close to San Angelo, and uh, for years. And once, you know, once they got hard horns, they were breaking them on a regular basis up there. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, but, you know, if it's more so than you've seen in the years past, uh, let me ask you this. Are you seeing more bucks now or than you did years past? Are you seeing more does? Is there more bucks in there fighting? Yeah, more competition. Right. 
You may be having more competition. Yep. So they may be less bucks, and you know they're having to fight harder. I don't know. <laughs> you never know. But yeah, that was that was a good question. That was a good question. And yeah. you know, in San Angelo, I think it was a, a lack of phosphorus and magnesium. I really do because you could look at yeah, those horns, yeah. and they were kind of porous looking. Yeah, I, yeah, I've seen quite a few hunters that way. Yeah. and you know what? The good thing about your situation, healthy deer fight. Oh, healthy yeah. Healthy deer fight. Yep, yep. So your deer must be in pretty good shape. Yep, <laughs> yep. If they're out there fighting, they're, they're in good shape because, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, that's where I guess if you – where you have a time protein feeder where you can feed them and make sure that they get the antioxidants, the different minerals – Instead of just one deer going in there and living on that feeder and making sure <laughs> nobody else gets there, you know, that time protein feeder, you got a time corn feeder over here, you got a time protein feeder, and yeah, it just kind of. You know what? And uh, Kenny, uh, if I say something about cottonseed, it won't be long till Callahan's will be, they may be selling cottonseed now. Uh, I think cottonseed is. They are selling cottonseed, but um, well, just you know, it's cotton getting seed. a little bit more popular all the time. Yep, people have a protein feeder out there, or corn. They'll have a corn feeder, or pro, a lot of times they'll just have a protein feeder and a cottonseed. Yep, a wire cage. Yep, full of cottonseed, and that's cottonseed with cotton seed is pretty good. Cottonseed with the with the uh, cotton on there. With the hull, that's what I want to say. Cotton seed with the hull, and it'll have the the cotton on there where they took it off of the hull, and it, the lint on there. That is what thirty four percent protein, horse. Yeah, close to forty. Close to forty. And now, well, once they took the whole thing, I'm talking about now. It's going to have a little bit of cotton on it on the seed because they can't get all of no, it. No, they can't get it all. They can't get all of it. But if that deer, you know what what I've seen is the deer will go up to the cotton seed and they'll get get them a mouthful of cotton seed and they'll chew it and they'll chew it and they'll get all the ingredients out of it, yep. kind of like you chewing bubble gum. Yep. And then they'll spit it out. Yep. They won't swallow it. They'll spit it out in a little bowl. And then they'll go and get them another bottle, and they'll yep. chew it up and chew it up and get all the juice and all that goody out of it, yep. and then they'll spit it out, I guess, it's because of the cotton on it. That's all I can Probably. figure out. Well, they would, you know, get rid of it. I know what, I've, what's always protein out of that. What's always stuck with me when Horace gets talking about protein, well, we ought to, Horace, we got to talk about this on the other side. The difference in a cottonseed-based protein as compared to a alfalfa-based protein. Where well, they're both good. They're both good. But what will that alfalfa do? We won't tell them now. They're going to have to wait till we get on the other side of the break. We'll tell them the difference in that alfalfa and that cottonseed, where the cottonseed has a little oil in it. The alfalfa is just hot. We'll talk about that on the other side. We got Horace Gore on the phone, folks. He knows everything about a white-tailed deer. Is know about a white-tailed deer. We got to thank Callahan's General Store. We'll see y'all on the other side. Y'all stick around. We're just getting started. The weather's brown. The callous hands upon the plow. 
Welcome back to the Sunday Sportsman here on Sports Talk AM 1300, The Zone. Now back to the Bud Light Studios and your host, Ken Mylov. Hey, man, what's going on? Hey, what's the good word there? Take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. A woman done left. Oh, yeah, we're going to keep talking about hunting and fishing. (laughs) Hey, folks. We've got Horace Gore on the phone. If you want to jump in here with us, 512-390-5483. I kind of teased a little bit ago the difference in a cottonseed protein as based to a alfalfa-based protein. Now, most of the time what you buy at the store is an alfalfa-based protein because, I don't know, it's just easier. It's easier. It's, it's easier to make, but I mean, you, it's easier to get alfalfa right. than it is to get cottonseed. Yeah, but you know, I'm talking about a, a manufacturer making right. Yeah, yeah. But the but the difference is, and and you're the one that taught me this. Alfalfa. Yep, based, I know what you're going to say. Alfalfa is yes. a hotter yeah. feed than the yep. cottonseed. Cottonseed's a cool cool base because no, of the oil. A deer can eat a bunch of cottonseed-based feed, and they won't have to run and get a drink of water. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but but alfalfa-based or peanut oil-based. I bet you. Yeah, I never uh, saw that. They'll 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 eat a bunch of it, and then they really need to go get a drink. You know, I mean, it, it's good to have a water. Uh, you know, it's good to have plenty of water. Yeah. For a deer to to get a drink after. Right. You know, after they may go a mile. Yep. They may they may eat protein feed and then just turn around and and walk a mile to get a drink of water, but they got to have water. Yep. On on the on the hot feed. Right. On that on the alfalfa based or hot feed. Yeah. Uh, and you know what, Kenny? The higher the protein, the hotter it is. Oh yeah. In other words, a twelve percent with a high, with a base like that is not as hot as sixteen percent. So I mean, you know. The yeah, the point I'm trying to make here is that the hotter the feed, mm-hmm. the deer goes and gets a drink and then pees out a lot of that protein. Right. That's a, that's a, you know that's <laughs> I, I me and Spiller have been talking. Spiller now has gone. He used to feed a straight twenty two percent protein. He has dropped it now. This last year he dropped to a sixteen percent protein. And he's getting better results out of a lower protein feed than he was the twenty percent he was doing the last three years, or twenty two percent. That's that's pretty hot feed. It's pretty hot feed. You know what he was doing was what they were feeding the does. Uh, what he was feeding is straight. Uh, what he was putting in his uh, breeder pens. Uh, he yeah. was putting it all because yeah. he just buying it all, and he did. He only had. 
the corn and the protein pen bin, and so he was just just feeding everything the 22% for the breeder pens. He was feeding it through the ranch too. But he says since he dropped it to 16, he's saving money and he's getting better deer out of it. Well, I, th- I think that'd be the case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, Kenny, you know, hey, you want a little trivia? What's that? You know, for your listeners, you want a little trivia? Yeah. People are always hollering about how much it costs to go deer hunting. Right. Did you know that half... There's about 700,000 deer hunters in Texas. Right. Half of them hunt for free. Right. <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Think about it. Think about it, Kenny. Uh, there's a lot of people living in town that's got kin folks out on the ranch. Oh, yeah. That sort of thing. Oh, yeah. And when deer season opens, they they show up with their 270 and an ice box. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. Well, I always got tickled when the old rancher, well, Joe Finley, one time was sitting there and me and Mr. Finley, Mr. Finley, bless his heart, he's passed away now. We were there on the ranch and and it was after after the first weekend and I'm sitting there, me and him visiting. He says, that's the best sight I ever saw in my life. I says, what's that, Mr. Finley? He says, watching them taillights go out the gate. <laughs> it didn't have no hunters to mess with for a while until the next weekend. Out the gate. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, I just thought I'd throw that in. I, when I found that out, I was surprised. But then the more you think about it, oh no, yeah. There's a there's a whole lot of people in town and other places that go to the ranch and the farms when deer season opens. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. They are. Yeah, you see them well, anyway. once a year. <laughs> yep. Anyway, um, well, you know, uh, let me let me bring this up. Yeah. Spring turkey season is right around the corner. It is getting close. And you know, there's an, I, I love. I, I used to I used to spring turkey hunt. Uh, that's one hunt that you can have. And if you've got any turkeys at all, if you can hear them gobbling and all that sort of thing, you can have a real good spring turkey hunt and not kill anything. Oh, yeah. You just get them in close to you. That's all you want to see. get them close, and you can't, you can't do anything with them, but it's still a good hunt. Yep. You know, you can watch those old turkeys out there strut, and, 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 and yeah. And there's three or four well, of them know, out you there. Know, Kenny, uh, I grew up, when I was young, there was a lot of hound hunting. You know, oh, yeah. People had to, Hounds and there's a lot of hound hunting, and it seemed to me like when you hunt and there's a and you're waiting to hear a noise, mm-hmm. like you're waiting to hear them dogs start baying, mm-hmm. or you're waiting to hear that turkey gobble. Mm-hmm. There's something about that that's just kind of, you know, it's just kind of good, you know. Yep, I agree with you. You know, I'll you know. People, ask, I I was I grew up hunting South Texas, and I know you love it down there just as much as yeah, I do. And yeah. that's, me and Larry Washington, when we get started, that just because that's where Larry, you know, he dearly loves South Texas. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, you know, people say, "Well, what's the difference?" I'll come say, "Well, in South Texas, you can sit there and be watching, you know, twenty does down this and there, and five does down this and there, and eight bucks over here, and and <laughs> but then you're watching old coyote come out and start eating corn." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or a bobcat. Or you sit there, yeah, a bobcat comes running out in and out of the the senderos looking for mice out there chasing the corn. 
There's a lot. Hey, you you pointed it out. There's a lot of game in South. Oh, there he is. From javelinas to coyotes to bobcats to deer. Yep. To, to Harris hawks. Yep. To, oh. Hey, Kenny, have you ever went into a deer blind that is inhabited? By them damn monkey faced dogs. Yeah. Oh, and, and, yeah. Hey, you got to hold your nose. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I tell you, the one thing that I got in trouble the most for, we were hunting on the Becerra pasture on the, on the Callahan, and I come in there and I, Mr. Finley, you ain't going to believe what I saw today. What did you see, Ken? Well, I'm sitting there, and there's Tomcat, uh, a big old mountain line uh, you know a mountain line come a walking yeah. out about 200 yards from me and he yeah. sits on his haunches and he wraps his tail around his 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 yeah. you know, body yeah and mr finley sits there well i'm gonna have to run you off this damn ranch well, why are you gonna do that for him because you didn't shoot the damn thing they eat oh they dearly love horse meat. You know, Mr. Finley, well, Amanda had all the horses on the ranch. Yeah. yeah. But uh, he said they dearly love horse meat, and they a kill cold, a lot you know, of deer. Cold. Yeah, cold. Yep. They love cold, cold meat. Yep. And they kill a lot of deer. He always told me, I'd, you know, I, I would talk to him, and, we, you know, my lines would always come up, and I'd say, uh, I'd say, Joe, have you have, have you got quite a few here on the Oh, they had a bunch, yeah. And he said, oh, I don't know. There's probably six or eight or nine on here all the time. Yep, <laughs> yep. But they cover lots of country. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep, They yep. covered that whole ranch, I imagine. Yep, they did. I know we've hunted all in that country. I've only seen about three or four, but, uh, yeah. Horse, I'm fixing to be out of time again, and me and you ain't done. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all right. We, we'll find the telephone again. I guarantee you we will. Horse, my brother, my friend, thank you so very much. I appreciate it. Well, and, tell all them people over there, is, is Rhonda still over there? I think maybe oh, she might be up in Brady. Or, oh, over at Callahan's. Oh, yeah, Rhonda's there. Yeah. Well, I figure she's running it. Pretty much, yeah. Well, they got a new guy in there running it. She takes care of all the hardware. She's, a, she's the buyer. Okay, well, that's good. Yep. That's good. She's still there. I saw Verlin the other day. He's doing well. Oh, that's good. That's good. Horse, i got to get out of here. All right, I'll talk to you later. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'll be good. Hey, folks, also, if, you, if you're thinking about, you know, you're fixing to get out of church and you're sitting there wondering, give John Mueller a call at 962-512-962-1004. Order your barbecue lunch for a picnic right now. I didn't, I didn't get talked to John because, well, I'd rather talk hunting. Although I sure do like to talk about barbecue. But give John a call. Well, Mitzi a call. 512-962-1004. Order your barbecue lunch. Go pick it up after after church, and y'all take the kids out in the park. And have them, let them have a good time out there. It's going to be a pretty day. Might be a little chilly, but it ain't going to be bad. It's going to be a pretty day, so y'all go have your barbecue lunch after church. 512-962-1004. 201 East 9th Street in Georgetown, Texas. Well, Eric... What happened to the Cowboys?
They lost. <laughs> they did, didn't they? Well, wow. <laughs> We're already out of time again. Yes, sir. It goes quick. Family, thank y'all for tuning in. And uh, we'll have the B podcast up here pretty quick. I'll tell you all about it when we, you know, when we have it. But the podcast for the show will be up here in just a little while. Check out yesterday's. We had a heck of a show. Thank y'all for tuning in. Callahan's, thank y'all. Family, God bless each and every one of y'all. We'll see y'all on the other side next Saturday on The Great Outdoors. See ya. Just like a miracle. God bless Texas.